0: back to our lovely home in the Poconos Mountains, where we're gonna be opening your emails by the firelight. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. I didn't realize that we were in the Poconos. It's beautiful up here, isn't it? It's so scenic. I can hear the fire crackling. I'm gonna have to remember to put that in there now. <laughs> this is M-Class email, actually, so none of that was true, except the fact that we're gonna bullshit about your emails. Yeah, let's do some talking about... Whatever the hell. If you'd like to be a part of the show and you've never listened to the last five minutes or so of it, then you could shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. Yeah, you can talk about whatever you want. Josh, what's that first email? I can't read this fucking title. Uh, <laughs> that's I don't speak Klingon. Klingon. You're Klingish. Yeah. E- <laughs> I know, I'm Iron. Iron, okay. Ej, e- <laughs> Humta, is e- That's good, actually. All right. It says uh, the subject is uh, that Klingon drinking song. Worf belts out with his buddies from his keg-sized lungs. (laughs) I don't remember that song. To find it, either. It's It's from Lieutenant Herdman. It says Trek Boys. Trek Boys. boys. Uh, Sorry about my uncle who tried to genocide the changelings last episode. What? You know, sooner or later we're gonna have to remember what happened in the last episode of our own show. <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe, are we going. Are we in a different timeline? That's my excuse. Yeah, we got mandela Vaseline Vicky and her kind were pretty awful, but Odo clearly was able to. To learn and grow past the limitations of his family. What was our last episode? No, Vaseline Vicky is the female changeling. Yeah, that's I, what, I got that. Did we watch Deep Space Nine last time? No. What is he talking about? I think he maybe he, he watched the the wrong episode for this. I think that might be happening, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my next family family reunion is going to be really awkward with that leather wearing atrocity hound. Anyway, <laughs> I love not knowing what the fuck he's talking about.
1: I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what's happening?
0: <laughs> I've been doing a lot of healthy, uh, constitution building drinking the past few weeks. Excellent, and had uh, and had even perfected a good Moscow Mule right before I had to retire for that for reasons. Uh, we talked about Moscow mules, and I remember seeing how good they are. I don't remember this at all. I remember talking about... Or someone was doing... Is there uh, is there a purpose to an email show where we don't remember anything anyone says? I feel like this one's not our fault. This one's not our fault. I feel like this might be 50-50. <laughs> Takes two to tango. That's what I always... Yeah. <laughs> I can see Picard drinking a single solitary sherry once a year on Christmas Eve before putting on a dangly nightcap. <laughs> You're just thinking of when he was in fucking Scrooge. <laughs> He's Scrooged. What's it <laughs> What's the real one called? The, uh, a Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol, yeah, Scrooge. Scrooged. scrooged. Uh, even before putting on a dangly nightcap and taking a few stabs at the beast with his Darmok knife. Damn! That is such a way to put that. (laughs) That's hot. Uh, We all know O'Brien definitely drinks like a college girl on St. Paddy's Day. What, like with Fireball? Because that's the most college girl drink. Uh, So what do you guys think our favorite captains and characters like to drink on the job? How about you guys? Checkfully submitted, Lieutenant Herdman, USS Alexandria, sent from the bottom of a bottle. Oh, he's in a ship in a bottle. Oh, cute. I think that's what that means. Well, Picard drinks wine. Yeah, he's a wine guy. He drinks he, wine all the time. Yeah, uh, when he goes back to Earth to visit his brother, they don't drink water. They just drink wine over and over and over. again. Yeah, it's medieval France. Like literally, they don't they can't drink the water cuz there's fucking plague in it. It's medieval France in the 24th century. <laughs> so, medieval France. <laughs> I mean, like it seems like Cisco would be like the down-to-earth guy who likes a beer. Yeah, he probably likes some kind of Bajoran beer, right? Because he Actually, likes- like, I think he would be like a bourbon guy. I think I think Avery Brooks is a bourbon guy. Yeah, I think Cisco would be a bourbon guy. I think I'm so. gonna I'm gonna say the character of Cisco likes some root ass fucking. Not root beer, but like some kind of like dirt beer from Bejore. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he fucking loves Bajor, yeah. man. And he would he would be like, This is like dirt beer from the hills in the Macantha province or some shit, right? I mean he he grew up on like Creole food as well, so he's probably like into wine as well. Or rum. Is it's there a true. lot of rum in, in, in that? Because I don't know. I, I can know. see I him drinking rum. I don't know. If Am I being insensitive? In I feel like I might be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm afraid. We'll find out in the next email episode. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, Archer drinks piss beer. <laughs> Archer drinks Natty Ice. He loves Pabst. Yeah, my family loves Pabst. Does that surprise you? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was always like... I even knew I was like, Pabst, huh? Okay. <laughs> I, Archer seems like the guy who would be like, Earth, like America, but Earth instead of America. Yeah. And beer and apple pie. Beer and apple pie. Yep. What does Janeway drink? I don't know. Janeway drinks coffee. Cosmos? So she, yeah, I could see Janeway with a Cosmo, but I also like, like a Bailey's Irish cream... Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, like coffee liquors, I could see yeah. her be big into. Cordials, they're called. Um, she's a fancy lass. She goes. She, she goes back to the provincial times in her holodex. <laughs> I would think that she does like to kick back uh, and watch Sex in the City with a think, Cosmo. I don't think Janeway would like Sex in the City. No, I don't know. She probably would like, uh, I don't know. Quantum Leap. <laughs> She'd be like, this guy looks really familiar. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of how, like, that, like, Bell guy looks like Captain Sisko. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, what do, Kirk what do we like? Kirk's like Sori and Brandy. We've learned that firsthand. <laughs> oh, and, and he likes. What does he drink in the new movies? Well, they- Burke likes Saurian Brandy. <laughs> yeah, what do they drink in the new ones, though? Fucking- Romulan Ale? No, they steal somebody's booze or something. Whiskey, I think. They get it from Chekhov. Oh. And they're oh, no. like, I thought it would be vodka. And then there's like a whole thing where they're like, actually, Russians make this. Blah, blah, blah. They're not making anything right now. I know that. <laughs> no, they're not making anything. I'm going to drink fuckers. Fuckers. No. Um, you can't blame the citizens of the country for their military and the military for the fucking fuck them couldn't said it better etc <laughs> blah 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 yeah now thanks for that email that's a fun well what about you what do you like to drink I don't drink anymore weed is weed a drink weed I like weed likes to drink a weed not mead weed I like mead actually a lot I've never had mead I would love to try mead it mead is really good uh, uh Moscow mules are so good though I'm like a basic bitch cause I love soda so much that I love a fucking rum and coke Ain't nothing wrong with rum and coke. Like, that's the basic bitchest of drink I've been told, because people love to tell you that. Oh, well, they want to judge you. Yeah, they want to judge you. Because you don't drink more booze. As if drinking alcohol isn't just, like, uh, a way to kill your brain cells so you don't hate living. <laughs> We're all there, baby. I don't care if it's turpentine, rum and coke, or fucking sorry and brandy. I, I do actually really same. like a white Russian... Yeah, they well. this chocolate milk. <laughs> it's fucking chocolate milk. Well, not with chocolate milk. Just a regular white Russian. It tastes like so good. It is really good. Um, fuck yeah. I love girly drinks. The quote unquote girly drinks. Like fruit. Cosmos. Like um, daiquiris. um Yo, Um, I had an apple tea one time and it made me sick as fuck. I've never had an apple tea. It was disgusting. I do love mead. If I'm just drinking a drink. I'm not going to ask for an ale. I'm going to ask for a mead. Where can you get mead? Uh, Not at a ton of places, but uh, there's a a brewery in um, Pennsylvania...
1: In, in the Poconos, where we're at. Yeah.
0: No, it's in uh, it's near Pittsburgh, and we special order it now. But we used to just pick it up at a booze store nearby when we that's lived in Pittsburgh. That's too far. That's I'm not going to Pittsburgh. Just special order that shit. I'm not special. Nothing. You do have to get four <laughs> bottles though. <laughs> oh, they that's... won't ship it out unless you get four bottles. That would last me like a day. We uh, there's one still in the basement, I think. <laughs> In your meadery? Can you call it the meadery from now on? The meadery? Yeah, like when your wife comes home, can you be like, I should call oh. it, I should call it the pool for how often it fucking floods. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that email, Lieutenant Herdman. Good email. Our next email is from uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade Lee. Hello. It's entitled, Star Death, Deep Space Crematorium wow this should be good dear trexers wow My daughter Trexes. watched do- <laughs> trexers <laughs> my daughter watched a documentary about volcanoes and now thinks the world is going to either explode into a fiery inferno or turn into a block of desolate ice this really got her into death that's funny that volcanoes did that volcanoes like- are so cool <laughs> Was it about the super caldera in Yellowstone? Is that why? That's where Bowser lives. (laughs) In the volcano. (laughs) Like, just tell her that we're just going to use a cold fusion bomb and freeze Yeah, that'll fix it. Because that's what cold fusion means. Thanks, spork. (laughs) Thanks, dork. Now both my kids are now at the point where they talk about death and dying all the time. When they're going to die, when am I going to die, when is grandma going to die, and when is the cat gonna die? Man, this is like a fucking party over. This is a rough time in their development, I feel. Yeah. And this got me thinking. Are there any Star Trek episodes that directly deal with the death of a character where it is not accidental slash violent, but rather that the character was just going to die of old age and not prematurely terminated, such as the Kalons? We just talked about this. Did we? Yeah, Spock's dad. Oh, yeah, Spock's dad. Well, he dies from... Well, it's not accidental or violent. He dies he, from an illness. Yeah, he just die. He's an old Vulcan, so he just gets old Vulcan disease. What is right? the, Let me um episode syndrome where <laughs> Sarek dies. And he's got a new wife. He's got another human wife. It's it's not called Sarek. He doesn't die in that one. Unification part 1 is the one yeah, he dies in. Cuz Picard has to go tell Spock, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah if you want an episode Tng unification part one um are there other ones the, I guess the one with kess where she becomes like an angel uh that one might not be the best realistic take on it but yeah no I mean like if you're a, if you're not a what what are they <laughs> I was gonna come omicrons what the fuck are uh, they Broccoli head? I don't know. (laughs) You don't turn into an angel when you die. I cannot think of an episode that realistically focuses on how old they estimate people will live to once we are in super tech post-capitalist but capitalist economy. (laughs) What happens to the singularity when machines pass human intelligence? What about life extensions due to medical knowledge? Do we finally cure cold sores? Well, they definitely talk about um, life expectancy extending due to medical knowledge. I mean... uh, Bones is like three hundred years old at the beginning of TNG or whatever. Yeah, how old is he? He's old as she's sh- like one hundred and sixty or something. Yeah, he's like really, really up there. And yeah, they, talk about, they talk about they talk about a few human. times that medical advances have extended the life of humans, but they haven't stopped death. Like in the Mintakins yeah. episode, they talk about that. They can come close though. There's like a gray area where like you could be dead for like a little bit, because yeah, the Mentalkins get dead. Like, he dies, and then they bring him back, right? But, like, for them, it's just like, oh, we just started his heart again. Yeah, he wasn't exactly. He wasn't too dead, you know? Uh, all that other stuff is, like, deep philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I know. I do think that the episode where Sarek passes away is a pretty good... Like, he dies of a disease because of old age... Yeah, which and is he dies people, peacefully in his bed. Yeah, people would call it natural causes, right? Yeah, Even though any natural death is caused by some kind of disease. I, I guess he isn't human. He's like he's like fucking, I don't even know, like 500 years old or he's something old. at this point. He's like 300, 400 years old. He's old. How old was Sarek when he died? They do cure cold sores because they're a virus, so they would be able to cure that. They do. Yeah, Sarek was 202 years old when he passed away. Is that it? That's that's way older than we get, fucko. I mean, I'll get there. McCoy, dialysis, what is this, the Dark Ages? You swallow <laughs> that, you have any more problems, just call me. Man, imagine swallowing a pill and growing a kidney. Sounds pretty dope to me. What the fuck does that feel like? That's gotta be weird. Keep up the great work, Lieutenant Junior Grade Lee, Cargo Bay Door Operator Number 2. I got a promotion on the USS Titanic. Damn. P.S. The Cargo Bay Door is all gummed up because of all that docking, quote-unquote. Uh, and he linked to the Urban Dictionary, in case I we know didn't know. I know what docking means. We know what docking means. I went to Starfleet Academy just like you. <laughs> we all got hazed by the... By I lived, I lived in the dorms just like you did. <laughs> I'd wear flip flops in the showers just like you did. Um, I think death as a, as a subject is uh, by general audiences anyway is seen as like a sub something that's like way too sad to dwell up one for too often too long. Yeah, that's why we tell stories about like heroes who come back from the dead, and because you know it's uh it's like. Uh, the way we are—it's like in our in our blood. It's in our DNA. I don't it's the, know. It's the end of the line for us, and we're too aware of that. Not me. Denial is a hell of a drug. <laughs> uh, death is, of course, just a part of life. And and a part of death. <laughs> Most of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hundred percent a part of death. True, but um. <laughs> I don't know I'm not enlightened enough to be like death means nothing to me so yeah I don't know who knows right and I think like, people who, who act knows? that way are mostly bullshitting because I mean except me we all we all we can all understand that death is coming but none of us really understand what it means yeah it's good if you could like try to like get over it but that takes people like, a really long time to do and you have to meditate and shit I'm gonna get over it after I die it seems way easier yeah, I'll push. I'll push it off till later. <laughs> that's that's dead Jeff's problem, not me. <laughs> that guy's fucked. What's that next email? Uh, our next email is from St- Stefan. Stefan. Uh, it's called Blu-ray collecting. <laughs> okay. Dearest Jeff and Josh, the Trek boys. That's me. Has it? Has it really been insert number weeks since I've last written in? I believe it has. It No matter what you put in there, you'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> How the time goes when you don't have any sense of it, am I right? Anyways. <laughs> I've recently started collecting Blu-ray movie discs since streaming platforms have shown themselves to be inconsistent nightmares when you just want to watch... A Josh Damn Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was gonna be like some kind of Josh Van Dam reference, but you're no. saying goddamn. I just Josh Damn movies. Josh damn movie. I recently picked up Christine They Live True Grit. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Which True Grit? The new one? I love the new yeah, one. Yeah, the new one is way better than the old one. But I also, I, admit, I, I like, hate John Wayne. So, yeah, I do too. Like, Fuck John. Dude, we're the same guy. I hate he's John a, Wayne. He's a terrible actor, and he was also, like, uh, quote-unquote anti-communist who, like, snitched yeah. on hundreds of his co-stars. Yeah, got he got probably was an- anti-a lot of things, right? Well, he was anti-gay, for sure. That's for sure, yeah. Uh, he also died uh, with, like, 37 pounds of undigested meat in his butt. Well, it's what he deserved. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Christina in a while. They Live is great. Yeah, They Live is a f- super fun movie, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a goddamn classic. Yeah. What talkies would you consider essential for any discerning cinema buffs? <laughs> Complete collection. Uh, no silent movies miss miss me with wait miss me with that charlie chaplin shit buster keaton for life jk they're both fine there's a lot of fucking uh, parentheses yeah we're we're in parentheses heaven over that's here. a shitload of parentheses respectfully yours stefan cheap movie uh chief movie enjoyer aboard the uss why is dawn of the dead 1978 so expensive <laughs> <laughs> Press some more copies, Romero. You dead fuck. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna oh, suggest uh, "The Great Dictator" by Charlie Chaplin. That's a good one. He told me not to do that, so I did it. Fuck. But it's you. a good one, though. It is a good one. Um, also, wow, man. Um, high times. It's a great one. Anyway, um, non non silent movies. Um, um, Soul Plane. <laughs> I'm going with Soul Plane. Um, uh, I, I'm legitimately Doctor Strangelove. Mine are serious too. Okay. <laughs> the Friday After Last. Friday is definitely one. Actually. No, not that one. <laughs> the fuck. third one. White chicks. <laughs> Press one if you would like Josh to continue this bit. Press two if you want a real answer. <laughs> White chicks. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, true lies. <laughs> I don't know why that one. True lies. True lies, lies. <laughs> true lies is good. Came out of nowhere. Um, uh, there's uh, so many movies. Robocop. Too. Yeah, like there, I mean, we could spend all Doctor Strange love. I seriously love that movie, and like I don't know anybody who's watched it, unfortunately. I don't think I would watch it now. Like today, I wouldn't watch it right now. I would be too close to home. Doctor Strange love. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's really funny though. Um, it is great. There's no yelling. There's no fighting in the war room. The The Blues Brothers. The first Blues Brothers is fucking great. Yeah. Um, um dude there's I mean there's so goddamn many movies. I, I can just look over here at mine. What do we got? Uh <laughs> Uh Batman 1, Batman 2, Batman 3, Batman 4, Batman 5, Batman 6, Batman 7. You got it. You are hitting them all. Big Lebowski. Batman 8. Pulp I think Fiction. there are 8 of them. <laughs> there's 8 of them. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man, 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Dodge Dodgeball. Madden NFL 2001. Madden NFL 2002. <laughs> drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred rules. <laughs> um, the Goonies. The Goonies. That's a good one. Uh, Monster Squad. Monster Squad is the fucking, the fucking shit. That's the, that movie's the tits. I love that movie. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Don't. You have to get it so you can listen to our commentary track. (laughs) That's true. You do need to do that. Um... (laughs) I just say, don't. Don't. (laughs) Uh, Friday. I said that before. No, Friday Friday, is amazing. I love Friday. Friday is one of my favorite movies. The Fifth Um, Element. Fifth Element. Office Space. Yeah, Office Space. We talked about Office Space a lot last episode. Yeah. Um, Um... yeah, there's... I don't know, man. I have a Indiana lot of... Indiana Joneses? All four of them. Nah. Especially four. Nah. You do a, a double double feature. Indiana Jones 4 and then Soul Plane. They're just as good as each other. That's true. Do not confuse it with Soul Man. You do not want to watch Soul Man. Um... Undercover Brother? <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer? Oh, Hebrew Hammer is good. What, what's the uh, Black Knight when Martin Lawrence oh, goes yeah, back in time? Oh, yeah, that's a classic. That's a fucking good one. Oh, uh, fucking super overlooked these days, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Fuck! Even 3 at certain even points. Even 3, yeah. But, like but Beverly two? Hills Cop 1 and 2 are fucking genuine classics. 2. That's a big bitch. So, somebody asked me, like, if I could cross over two movie characters yeah who would it be and i would cross over axel foley and robocop that's amazing because they're both from detroit yeah and then axel foley would shove a banana up robocop's tailpipe (laughs) that's a different kind of movie (laughs) but i'm here for it i'm still here for it i would go with uh indiana jones and uh the mummy (laughs) yeah Star Trek that 1, would... Star Trek 2, Star Trek 3, Star Trek 4, Star Trek 5, Star Trek Press 6. Press 3 if you want Jeff to keep naming uh, movies. That's it. it. Want... <laughs> what? That's that sounded sound like... like a 2. That's true. That was a 2, which was shut the fuck up and move on to the next email. <laughs> next email is from Lee again. Hopefully. We... What? <laughs> yeah, we have 2 from Lee. Okay, you can't do that. All right, we'll save Lee this one for next time. <laughs> this is this is gonna be hard to do though. Uh, uh, I'll well, do. Then I need to do the next one, right? Okay, yeah, you do the next one again. Okay, our next email is from Lieutenant Herdman. Did we just have a Herdman? Wait a minute. Wait a th- wait a goddamn wait second. Wait a goddamn minute. These are two different emails. All right, save these for next time. Wait, are these two different people? And they just have the- no? It's the same email. Same same person. So oh, man, this one's long, one? too. No, you get to do the next one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the, so classy. What? Are we, doing the, are, are we doing the one we're doing here? Oh, Metroid Mike. Yeah, we're doing Metroid right. Mike. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, subject, y'all ever mace a girl you like? Nope. You know, I'm gonna have to go on record as no on I this one. I've, I've never maced anybody. Uh, hey, Jeff, how's the old knuckle treating you? That's cool, and I totally believe that it gave you Rottweiler powers. Because <laughs> you punched the dog, I think. Yeah. I feel bad that I punched a dog, to be honest. The dog like, was attacking It was, dick. It was biting at my throat. <laughs> it's okay to punch a dog that's biting you. It was only once, and the dog did just get up and walk off. Dog's fine. I mean, not now. Probably it's dead, but I don't know. Not because you punched it. It went to a rehabilitation thing. It's dead. Hey, Josh, been Aww. practicing your crumping. The Crump Concerto is tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> we'll get them at regionals next year, Metroid. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Metroid. <laughs> Well, boys, as I lay here awake because my wonderful son, who I'd give the world if I could, won't stay the fuck asleep at night unless I'm holding him in the recliner. <laughs> you wanted to have a baby. <laughs> well, maybe. We don't really know the story. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming. I'm just going to assume. Could be two uh, men in a baby situation. It just it could be up. three men in a baby. All three men in a baby. It's got me sleep deprived uh, and thinking of old times. Which is a terrible thing for you, Metroid. Like the time I maced a girl who I thought was real cool. Flashback calliope noise. (laughs) So there I was, sitting at my friend's house, and he invited some friends over I hadn't met. Hey guys, it's me, Metroid Mike, and you're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. Uh, In walks this gorgeous punk rock girl. Dude, you got a lot of stories with girl, gorgeous punk rock girls. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. And some others. Who gives <laughs> and, a fuck? And friends. We all hung out, underage, underage drank, and played some video games. At one point in the night, she said, Y'all know, you know, Mikey, I like your mohawk. And I, I said, wait, I said real cool like, pfft. Bitch, I'll give you one. There's some clippers in the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, wait. I'll give you some?
1: Is that what he meant?
0: Oh, I'll give her a mohawk. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) She laughed and said, Fucking done. (laughs) Did you really call this stranger you just met a bitch? (laughs) and And I ended up giving her a mohawk. We bonded. That's cute. Round, round about 1 a.m. rolls by and we're all sitting at the kitchen table. I'm fidgeting with her set of car keys at the kitchen table, absent-mindedly with my Asperger's self. <laughs> she had what looked like a metal pin flashlight. I swear it looked like it. Wait, what? What does that mean? A it's metal like pin? A, like a... I'm guessing, like, a little keychain flashlight. Okay. Uh, oh, but was actually mate. Okay, so it was mace. Okay. I mess. I see where this is going. You gave it away in the title. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he, we know where it's going because he told us where he it's going. He told us where it's headed. I'm messing around, and I ended up spraying us both in the face while she was talking. The burning, gentleman, The burning! Yeah, oh, it's supposed God. to hurt. She gets up and dumps milk in her eyes and drinks. <laughs> she was thirsty. <laughs> well, it turns out she's lactose intolerant. Yeah, it turns out she's lactose intolerant, so it also made her sick later. Everyone called me an idiot that night. I walked to my car, and when my eyes were okay and up the drive, I drove down to the McDonald's. I asked for three milk bottles and dumped them into my face in the parking lot. The clerks just stared at me. She still tells the story to this day, Jay- Jamie is still one of my best friends. Ah, oh, Jamie, if nice. you're if you're listening, how how did you not know you were lactose intolerant at that point? Why did you drink it, Jamie? <sighs> Just dump it on your face. I realized halfway through that sentence how much I was dunking on myself for how long I didn't know I was lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair you to dumb you, dumb fuck, how could you not know? To be fair to you, like you still like you're like me, like I know I get headaches from chocolate, but I eat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like, take a pill that lets me do dairy, but again, it's like rolling dice. I take so, a pill sometimes that lets me do chocolate. It's called Five Excedrin. Ah. <laughs> the recommended dosage. Yeah, I my believe. liver's fine, by the way. Um, I I it's like rolling it's like playing D and D, right? I got my constitution score and I roll my dice. And sometimes I, I make the DC and don't shit for six hours. And That's sometimes nice. I don't. You want to get that natural 20. Always going for that nat 20, baby. Natty 20. Sun Tzu's Out of War number 23. If he's take. Oh my god, I am so shitty at reading today. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> if he is taking his ease, give him no rest. Bump your demons at them. If they Demos. don't like it... Demos at them. If they don't like it, they're dumb and lying. <laughs> Captain Metroid Mike of the IKS. IKs, it burns. It burns. Sorry, I'm very uh, terrible at reading today. Um, I will, I will say, and Metroid Mike has gone on record agreeing with this and saying it himself. His emails are a little difficult to read, but I don't know how to read in ease. Is Oklahoma where he's from? Yeah. I, I should remember that. I remember it because nobody's ever been there. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Metroid Mike. I'm sorry about your mace ad- misadventures. I'm glad you got a friend out of it, though. That's true. That's our nice. uh, Our next email is from Fresh Rye, and it's entitled Common Rider Train and Ride It. Nice. Well, hey there, Trek Boys. Hi. Boy, wasn't that episode something? I like the part where there was innuendo that was safe enough to stay on UPN. <laughs> Anyway, over on the M-Class Discord, we've been watching the legendary Tokusatsu series, Kamen Rider. I've heard that somebody likes this show. Yeah, I used to have a podcast about it. Oh, what? Right now, we're watching Revice, O's, and V3. I know what all those are. Thanks to our resident Toku expert, Groundman... Uh, interesting fun fact that Ground Man will back up. I'm the one who got him into Toku. And now, <laughs> now he's, like, way more into it than I am. Nice. We've learned so much interesting trivia about the genre. Yep. Like how the actor for *Common Rider Super 1 tried to fraud the children of Japan by telling the Yakuza were holding his rider belt hostage, and he needed their parents' credit card numbers to pay the ransom. That's amazing. He was never seen again. Whoa, that's even cooler! God, I forget which one. There was a common. It may have been Super One, cause he was a fraud, man. But there was a common writer, main actor who would um, sidle up to like a mom who was like yeah. a fan of when he was on TV. And he would get into a relationship with them, and then defraud them for all of their money, and then disappear over and over and over again. Dude, those serial defraudsters, like they're fucking like crazy, dude. Full on psychopaths. I was reading a story about like this Japanese cult that this woman started, and it was it was, dude, it was bananas. Like, oh, there's the the cult that Joaquin Phoenix parents were in. Oh, is like, Scientology? <laughs> well, no, it's the Children of God cult or whatever. Yeah, has its like um, spinoff in Japan that's like even more hardcore. And that might insane. be insane. That might be the one. And uh, a common writer actress from like ten or so years ago who was on one of the shows and was really famous like joined it. And started trying to force it into roles that she was taking uh, on other shows. So she never got to work again. <laughs> That's Yeah. Uh, if you guys had a common writer gimmick, what would it be? Goshapon machines, stamps, video games, books, bugs? I'm going with cults. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very you'd be a bad writer. Uh, I don't know what what is what's what do you mean? Like so it's like like um like there was this, there Power was Power Rangers. Uh, no, nah, sorta. Where they I have mean dinosaurs. they do transform. Like well yeah, like in different Power Rangers seasons they had like a different gimmick, right? Right. Like dinosaurs and then ninjas and then outer right. space. Right. Uh Common Riders sorta of the same way where like there was a season where they had um, video games as the theme. What's a gotcha pawn machine? Um, it's like the little bubbles that you like put a quarter in the machine and you crank it and the bubble oh. comes out with a little toy. That's what they're called? I didn't know yeah. that. And um, stamps? <laughs> yeah, there's one season that stamps. I forget. What but the like, fuck is that about? I'm trying to explain to you. <laughs> I get to my to my third word in the sentence and you interrupt me every <laughs> I'm time. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. I want to learn. I'm sorry. Um, like there was a season. There was video games and they they all have a belt that transforms them. It's like got a big buckle on it that you shove something in and then press some buttons. A light show happens and they transform. Got it. And the video game one was like a like a console, a video game console kind of thing. And you shove the game in and you transform into a character that's based on the game. That's cool. And uh, they did that for um, seals or, like, uh, modules was what it was. Because, like, the Common Rider's theme was like a, a rocket, like a space rocket. Yeah. And you put different modules into it to get different powers. Oh, I get it. And, like, every season has been like that because it sells toys like a motherfucker. You get to sell every form that they take and the toys of the, like, stamps or the video games or whatever. Japanese entertainment industry is genius at that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially Pokemon. Especially Toei, the company that owns um, Super Sentai and uh, Kamen Rider. Yeah, uh, I don't... uh, I mean, I can't pick dinosaurs. You can pick dinosaurs. But that's already been done. Uh, Super Sentai has done dinosaurs four times. I mean... So you can do it, and then Common Rider did dinosaurs once too. So you can do it. Then I'm matter. trying to think of something clever. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have anything clever. Um, li- lightsabers, <laughs> lightsabers. I'm just looking around the room here. uh Oh, lamps. Um... <laughs> I was say vacuum cleaner. Globes. Planets globe would be good actually. Planets would be cool. Like you put a token of Mars in and you get like fire powers or whatever. Yeah, and you look like a like red. Yeah. Windex bottles. Oh man. Chemicals. Chemicals would be fun. You'd be the chemical rider. The chemical brothers. And the whole point, at least originally in Common Rider, is they're called that because they're common means masked and they ride oh, okay. a motorcycle. Yeah, they all have bikes, right? Yeah. Um, these days, probably for the last like fifteen years or more, like common riders like will ride a motorcycle maybe twice in their whole series. Because the bikes the don't sell twice. well. They're hard to stand up in the cases. It's true. I've got an action figure of the original Common Rider on his motorcycle. I have an action figure of Squirrel Girl. That's cool. She has a moped. <laughs> she has the power to talk to squirrels. I, I was reading Squirrel Girl, and I was like, this is fun. It is a fun comic. <laughs> it's just silly. There's the there's a comic where Squirrel Girl defeats Thanos by herself. How does she do that? Takes I don't those... remember. It doesn't show, actually. It's like off-panel when she defeats him, and everybody's <laughs> was, like, how did you do it? It was so easy for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, email was from Lieutenant Fresh Rye, Chief Toy Marketing Manager aboard the USS Tachibana. I can't talk about uh, Power Rangers with you, because it always makes me want to buy stuff. Well, that's true. Like, Power Rangers is, like... Saban is was just as smart as Toei is when it comes to just marketing toys and toys and toys and toys and toys. Dude, it's like a national pastime over there. It's like, it's, it's great, because it's yeah. cool, but I don't like, even know who owns Power Rangers anymore. It's It's changed hands, like, four or five times. I do... <laughs> I wish. That would be sick. I'd be rich as fuck. I haven't watched Power Rangers in so long and we have a mutual friend who hits me up on Instagram every time Power Rangers does something. Yeah. And is like, check it out. Did like, you see the don't... movie? The new movie? No. It's a couple years old. It's alright. I didn't see that. It looked strange. Rita's the Green Ranger. That's cool. Actually That was really that was cool, yeah. I like that. That's why she has it right in the show, because she, she was one. I liked that part. Um, is it next email now? I think it's next next email time. Josh doesn't know much about Common Rider to get in on this one, so we'll sl- I would like to know more. I mean, I always like learning. Oh my god, this is long. <laughs> oh, we've already read this email. Oh, it's uh. I read the last one, right? Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, so you read just the first part of this. Okay. It's uh, called, FEDCO Rerun No More M-Class Emails Perfect Time to Send an Email. We, we had a lot this time, actually. <laughs> Fedco says, Hey, in honor of absolutely nothing, here's a blast from the past. My first email I ever sent in. It's almost been three years. Wow. Wow. That has been a long ass time. So you have to go back to 3 years to the at email episode. Yeah, it's uh it's an email episode where Fedco um slips in a hidden pattern
1: that oh, is extremely
0: right. long and that's I right. don't think we put together even then. It was the code. We got yeah, it's when we were getting coded emails, except this one was, like, so long and involved that we were lazy fucks, and we didn't put yeah. it together. So, it was, like, Jan- July 7th, 2019. God, a different world back then we lived in. Yeah, it wasn't any better. No, <laughs> I was about to say, it wasn't any better. I don't know if it's better now, but, uh, in some ways, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Not another. So yeah, sorry, we're not this? gonna read that again, Fedco. I tell you what, like in my off time, I might try and put together the message this time. Wasn't it a message from uh, the Romulan guy? Uh, no, we got some of that from like other stuff, but that wasn't Fedco's. It was like a different uh, message. We didn't do it, so I don't know. Lots what lots of says. There's lots of hidden messages in this. <laughs> in this Illuminati, I mean Star Trek podcast. Oh, actually, you have to read the next one. Yeah, I'll read the next one. Uh, It's from uh, Aaron Damrow. It's called An IRL Trek-Related Story. Uh Howdy, boys. Trek-related. Trek-related. How (laughs) Trek-related. Wow, how (laughs) Trek-related. As mentioned above in my email header, I have a fun Star Trek-related story for the podcast. Thank you. A few weeks ago was my 30th birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, you old fuck. And to celebrate, I went out to my favorite karaoke bar. Shout-outs to the Hong Kong. I guess that's the name of it. The Hong Kong needs to pay us to be advertised on the show. Also, I love karaoke. Now, a little while while prior to that, Frequent... uh, Frequent? Oh, my God. Frequent. You got this. I believe in you. My mouth doesn't work. Frequent writer in and Discord regular Fresh Rye recorded himself... Out at karaoke, singing "Where My Heart Will Take Me" by Russell Watson, or as we, as we know it as the same, the theme song to Enterprise. I don't. It's been a long time. How come I've never seen this? Hidden from there to here. <laughs> Being the brave boy that I am, and not wanting that California raisin. Damn. <laughs> to take all the nerd cred, Jesus. I said to myself, "Hey." I'll sing it, too. I figured that, A, there weren't a whole lot of people there yet, so I could sing something more obscure, and, B, it's a Certified Hood classic. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it's fun <laughs> as hell to sing. A Certified like Hood classic. Damn, <laughs> yeah, son, where'd you karaoke this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, was I Oh, wrong. wait, you missed one, so I oh, queue I up. Oh, so I queued up the song... Uh with the MC and wait until my turn to go up and sing. When it was my turn, when it was my turn on, wait, when it was my turn on the mic, okay, I figured out the very few people in the bar, I'd likely uh, be the only one there who has seen Star Trek Enterprise. Boy, was I wrong, okay. Oh, wow. As soon as I let out the very first It's been a long road I could hear one of the patrons at the bar go Wait a minute, is this Enterprise? Oh yeah! (laughs) Dude, fuck yeah. I get through the song, which I didn't bother to record because y'all have heard me sing the M Class Emails theme song enough at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I hand the microphone back to the MC. He then says Hey, wait a minute, and proceeds to unzip his hoodie, revealing that he was wearing a USS Defiant shirt underneath. Oh, that's so awesome! I bet I have that shirt. Is it the one that looks like the the schematic? I have that one. Uh, Through the microphone to the rest of the bar, he asked me if I had watched the latest season of Picard, to which I responded, No. Then he replies, It's, uh, it's really bad. (laughs) And moves on to the next person queued up to sing. I just wanted to share this fun little story with y'all. I honestly didn't expect anyone to get the reference, let alone several, when I decided to sing the theme song to a lesser-known Star Trek spinoff. Tell me, boys. (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation where someone unexpectedly recognized something you did or said that was a reference to a nerdy or obscure property? Gotta go. You you take it easy there Trek boys. Toodles, Captain Aaron Damrow, a bird, a bird, a <laughs> bird. <laughs> the USS Shenandoah beat. holy fuck man. You made it, and that, I'm you you got today. so much better as you went along too. I'm I, proud. I just I fucking. You just gotta believe in yourself. I don't do that. You gotta believe though. in the ball and throw yourself. You gotta. <laughs> uh, One time I I went to uh, Walmart, as you were wont to do in West Virginia. Yes. And uh, I was walking around wearing a shirt that has uh, the sun that's on the front of Solaire from Dark Souls Tabard. Yeah. And uh, this kid couldn't have been more than 12 Uh, does the praise the sun emote at me. That's awesome. It says, praise the sun, and I went, praise the sun. And then in another aisle, I heard, praise the sun. That's amazing. That's cool as hell. And I thought that was cool as fuck. Like, the second voice was definitely an adult, a gruff adult man voice. (laughs) That's cool, man. I don't think I've ever done, I'm usually the one who recognizes stuff, and I'll say something about it. Uh, yeah, there's. A, I've done a lot of that. I play ESO with uh, somebody, and she all her character names were uh, Star Trek related, oh, and that's I was awesome. like, and I was like, oh, that's those are Star Trek names. And she was like, yeah, you're the first person I ever got it. I was like, well, I'm a huge nerd, so no, I'm a big huge fucking dorkus. So there you go. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Usually, parents tell me in Walmart's not to talk to their children, so <laughs> it's true. I would too if I saw you. Uh. Is that a Fortnite character? Do not talk to him. Don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. There was a kid who um saw me wearing a Mario shirt once. Yeah. He was like, "You like Mario?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I love Mario. I've been playing him my whole life." And he was like, yeah. "I didn't know adults like Mario." Yeah, dude. And I was We like, used yeah. to be childrens." I was I was like, "Yeah, I love Mario." Like, "Who's your favorite character?" And he said, "Yoshi." And I was like, "Cool. That's a good one." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Did you say, nah, it's Luigi? <laughs> no, nah, nah, your favorite's Luigi. <laughs> no, nah, you're wrong, it's Luigi. He's like, what's yours? And I was like, Luigi. And he was like, Luigi's alright. Damn. And I was like, I didn't mean to have my whole career ended in this Walmart. You just. <laughs> <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> nah, I was like, oh, thanks. And he was like, my mom doesn't like Mario. And I was like, Aww. that's too bad. I didn't know what to say. I, that's sad. I was like, that's too bad. He's like, my dad does, though. I was like, oh, cool. And then he stood there, like, waiting for me to talk more about Mario, and I was like, well, I gotta go. Aw. <laughs> uh, he wanted to talk to you. He wanted oh, to talk man. more about Mario, but I was scared of the follow-up to that, which you've lived, which is the mother coming around and be like, don't talk to that rapist! Yeah, <laughs> I, I was offended by that, because... A, uh, I was checking out my stuff at the self-checkout, uh, and the kid was right next to me. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, you know? Like, hey, shut the I'm fuck up, I'm a stranger. Am I gonna ignore him? Yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck, right? Also, like, I was nice. I was like, no, nah, it's from a movie. I was like, it's from a movie called The Predator. And he's, But then I learned it was he was in Fortnite. Yeah, he is in Fortnite. Everybody's in Fortnite these days. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's up with that? Batman's in there? Uh, Who else? Winnie the Pooh? Are you serious? Mr. Magoo? (laughs) John Madden? (laughs) (laughs) They're all in there. It's all your favorites. (laughs) I wouldn't say Dark Souls is obscure or Mario is obscure.
1: But it is nerdy.
0: People have recognized me. Is that obscure? That's obscure as fuck. That's, like, really obscure. <laughs> People at, con- at conventions have recognized me, but nobody in the real world. <laughs> oh, that's Somebody funny. did come up to me at a convention uh, the last time I went to one and was like, are you Jeff from M-Class? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, that's yeah, dope. you look just like you draw yourself. They, and you said, cool. I was like, oh, thanks. And they were like, yeah, that's how I recognized you. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, yeah, no, like, I gathered that. They were like, did you like M class? Uh, are you like an M class listener? And they were like, ah, eh, sometimes. Close enough. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. We got another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> we hooked another one. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I was like, that's about the normal level of enjoyment people get out of the podcast. Mm, it's all my, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that email, Aaron. That's, That's a, a fun cool story. One. I like that a lot. Yeah. Our next email, which you could probably figure out with all the email shuffling we've been doing, mm-hmm. is David S. Yeah. It's entitled Incoming Encrypted Communication from Section 69 Sec- nice. Security Agent 8008135, a.k.a. <laughs> Boobies. Oh, Agent Boobies! <laughs> it's a no-nonsense agent guy, like maybe Agent Smith or a tough Vulcan. Oh, it's a oh, different voice. It's a different voice. Oh, oh. shit! Just do the same voice. <laughs> I should. Um... To the Starfleet perverts. Yes, that's us. Your associate David S is charged with production, possession, and dissemination of a controlled fuck sauce. <laughs> Thanks to the Peripheral Extra Radio Verification, or PERV, system we use to filter all incoming and outgoing signals, we have reason to believe you are conspiring with this criminal to stage an escape. Uh, That's right, because he was at Azkaban. Oh, we forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) We forgot to spring him. Shit. Rest assured, your futile efforts will not spare David S. from the consequences of his crimes, which include violating the prime directive of Section 69. No sentient being, be they of matter, energy, or consciousness, shall ever, under penalty of imprisonment, spanking, or orgasm denial, <laughs> wash or otherwise cleanse their bodies or enshrining essences while enrobed clothed or equivalent equivalently covered so help your geelum. <laughs> so you can't take a shower with your clothes on ah uh, I'm glad you caught that reading it did not come like penetrate my brain oh well, there's a lot of legalese right <laughs> I'm really I'm really trying to keep a consistent voice going it's hard. Due to his flagrant disregard for the laws of nature, David S. has been again transferred from the Alcatraz Penile Colony (laughs) on Ligma 2 to the Maximum Sex Security Horny Detention Facility at Guantanamo Bay. Oh my my God. god. Oh my god, that's hilarious. It pained me so much. I can't. I'm done. I'm done. Even We're if done. a security host and a laughing dongologist could get past the perv system, our array of AI controlled suck on D's orbs will suck your <laughs> warp core dry and leave you begging for more. Energy, that is. <laughs> To help determine our surveillance method on your satellite moving forward, I will administer the, the banal or nasty erotic ratio, or boner <laughs> test. What crew members of DD9 would you find entertaining to watch chasing each other, or some other crew member? What if Garrick was trying to seduce the doctor, too? What if the Joomja stick vendor was trying to dip their stick into the weird LED juggler guy, if you catch my innuendo? <laughs> Have you met that guy doing Fushigi, a.k.a. rolling balls? Yes, what would happen if it was O'Brien's orbs he wanted to contact juggle? <laughs> All of that gives me a boner. All, yeah, that's 100% boner. That- I, I'm... I'm, like, shocked that there's so many people who know what Fushigi is, because yeah, I sure Yeah, me didn't. too. Like, I knew what Fushigi was, because I was awake at 1 a.m. in the 90s, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Devil Sticks. I just remember Devil Sticks. This concludes the boner test. <laughs> Any further communication with the criminal David S. will result in a change of Section 69's position. We've received reports that Ensign Pennington carries an especially sweet little cargo. <laughs> it would certainly be unfortunate if anyone were to penetrate its defenses. Damn. Signed Sex Security Agent 8008135 of Section 69. P.S. We will continue to monitor your email program and encourage your listeners to submit messages (laughs) pertaining to their bathing habits and submission to the boner test for further research purposes. The donation for as little as $1 to your Patreon will also help us assemble a database of your fellow (laughs) perverts. Dude, that's the best commercial for the Patreon ever. If you want to be one of our fellow perverts, then head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and join Hello. for as little as $1 to prove you're a degenerate. Hello, fellow perverts. <laughs> uh, I mean, who would we want to see? Fuck. Who are we shipping? Uh, Dax and Kira. Dax and Kira. It's who I would like to see have sex. Uh. <laughs> with one another myself and Dax myself and Kira myself and Kira myself and Dax and Kira <laughs> myself and Dax and Kira mourn uh, mourn <laughs> Morn, and another Morn from another two mourns yeah uh, Quark and Odo yes Um. I would like to see Rom and Lita have sex, just to figure out how that works mechanically. I feel like there's a lot of vibrating. <laughs> Nervous <laughs> vibrating. Um, that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have porn. We can just, like, watch that. True. True. I mean, we're just talking about DS9 people. There are a lot of other people on other shows I would like to see have sexual relations. <laughs> I like how you went full, like, Jerry (laughs) Lewis. Sexual Sexual relations. relations. Pretty lady. With my painter. (laughs) With my (laughs) Uh, jing-jong. Alright, next email. (laughs) Thanks for the email, uh, Agent Boobies. Agent Boobies. I hope (laughs) we see you again, but not too soon. I, like, went, like... Asshole authority figure instead of Agent Smith or Tough Vulcan. No, you so were I apologize. great. No, that was that made sense to me. I think you, did, you did great. You, you better at fake reading an email than I am at real reading an email. <laughs> Thank you very much. So next email is I gotta read it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Xanthi Fever all through the night. Is that a, a Cindy Lauper song? I, I do love that Xanthi Lopper. That was really good. Uh, it's from Q. Q. Curicle. Okay. Hey, Trek Boys. I was like, the, the racist one? No, no, it's from just. It, he might be a different Q. I don't know. It's true. We know a lot of Qs. Yeah. Hey, Trek Boys, even uh, though LaWaxana is obnoxious by design, here we go with this. The stories revolving around her are, are always uh, usually pretty damn fun. Just a quick question to spur some discussion. What is your favorite Lwaxana episode? Least favorite? Also, majorly missed opportunity in this episode for Garrick times Bashir, yeah. But I guess their attraction isn't latent or subconscious enough. No, there's nothing latent about that attraction. There's a winky emoji. Wink wonk. Twerk with your boys. Q. I'm going to put lol twerk with you boys oh yeah as a heads up we talked about it last time but like if you get an email from us that has like one or two words in it we're using the auto response that google gives us yeah yeah it's just because we think fun. it's funny we had somebody write back with like oh sorry my email wasn't very good and i was like no 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 no
1: we're no. just joking
0: yeah yeah um my favorite Lwaxana episode is probably the one where uh, she goes to the mud baths with yes. uh, little Alexander and she forces Worf to do it too. That's my favorite because <laughs> she teaches Alexander how to be a fucking brat. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need any help with, really. But yeah, he's already pretty bratty. Maybe the wedding one? Where the wedding one? Where she gets yeah. nakey. Everybody that gets nakey. That one's good. I do like the one that's for this on Deep Space Nine, where she's, like, pregnant. Yeah, the, well, the one where she's, like, Odo's uh, melting, and she, like, helps him maintain his form and everything, and, like, yeah. becomes, like, genuine friends with him. They're, like, trapped in a turbo lift or something. That's right, they're in a turbo yeah, lift. Yeah, that's a really good episode, too. There's so many good ones. My least favorite episode was the one we just did. That's true. What 100%. 100% Deep Space Nine's fascination Again, my big problem with the episode They super underused Lwaxana, did not use her well In that episode Yeah, where's all the fun? I wasn't having fun once How come she doesn't teach Molly how to be a brat? I didn't feel like I felt exactly like Jake Sisko I'll watch it but I won't have any fun <laughs> <laughs> Most teenager fucking shit ever It right? really is Josh was like, okay okay <laughs> What do you say to that right? Okay <laughs> I think I think we adequately answered this question. Yeah, that's the best we do. That's the- <laughs> you only get our, our our adequate, not our best uh, our next our final email is of course from Rich Jesus fucking Christ rich. Wow. <laughs> this is so long. Okay. Our last email is from Rich. Uh, settle in. This is going to be a two-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to read the opening of this? It does says... Uh, it's uh, called Enterprise Season 5, Episode 3, and he's asking yeah. for the best Josh Wizard voice for the beginning part. Oh, uh, no. I think you're going to read it, right? Wink, wink. Yeah, this is my voice. Okay. Start reading it, Jeff. Okay. Uh, um... Greetings, yonder heroes of Trek! It has been a length of time since my last scroll, and I blame these dark times on many fallacies uh, of life. (laughs) And mayhaps dragons! (laughs) This is more... Jeff, you're doing more of a... uh, uh, Yeah, I'm not as good at doing the wizard voice as Josh is. You're doing doing a great job. Or, more accurately, the eternal quest for coin, meaning long days stooped over my apothecary table. <laughs> while the shadows grow longer and the writing of Tales of trick ever evades my grasp. This is uh, written very well. <laughs> I know. You're reading it so good, too. Oh, thank you, thank you. But, hawk, I have scrounged some small time that I can fill with words and my electronic quill finds electronic ink once more hear my words and rejoice all who follow the ancient art of the electronic scrolls of M-Class Podcasts. here be a story of time and devious dark elves <coughs> great oh, work oh man it's so difficult <coughs> that was how really do you do good. that that was really good jeez great work Uh, and back to Jeff wizard voice optional I think I'm gonna stay off of it for a little bit yeah you could yeah the Enterprise (laughs) lurches to one side to avoid an asteroid as they are chased by three small but speedy Romulan interceptors unbeknownst to our crew damn on the bridge Archer resists Shran's call to return fire I don't want to go down in some blaze of glory Shran he orders Travis can we get out of here Travis confirms that the warp nacelles have been disabled and that escape seems unlikely. There's a dense nebula created by the recent collapse of a protostar three minutes away at full impulse, DePaul informs them as the Romulan ships continue firing on Enterprise. Travis uses some phenomenal maneuvering to keep out of their field of fire and into the nebula. As they enter the dense purple gases of the nebula, Enterprise immediately shuts down. And travels only on its own inertia on a, in a nebula though oh this I've seen this one before It's <laughs> a so, so rerun turn this off <laughs> the Romulan vessels enter the nebula soon after and again power down as their relative speed was faster when entering the nebula the two of the three interceptors float by Enterprise by the one <laughs> passes close to the Enterprise and nestles against the hull just above the engineering section slowed by the ship's wake Archer tells Travis to go to Impulse, and the engine ensign complies. The ship shudders and stalls, jarring some of the bridge crew off their seats. Bridge to Tucker, Archer calls. We need to get out of here before those ships get their power back, Trip. I know, Captain, I know. <laughs> we just can't filter the nebula's gas quick enough, Trip responds. <laughs> Dude, that was better than your wizard. <laughs> Paul, explains the cellar matter contained in the nebula seems to be interfering with the creation of a warp field. Trip replies that he knows what the damn issue is. He just doesn't know how to solve it. <laughs> I need a few more hands and a bit less chatter, sir, he says. Archer sends Strand down to engineering to help. Oh, uh, we're going to get a Strand-Trip buddy movie. Oh, no. Hell, yeah. <laughs> the duality of man. <laughs> <laughs> you fickle son of a trip stands in engineering hands on his hips heart pounding in his ears so hard that he doesn't hear the tellarite operations head lieutenant commander galora approaching careful sir you'll tempt abanax galora smiles making trip jumps he asks her what she means abanax was one of the tellarite gods he used to smite those that argued with him until he confronted a merchant who took his name in vain what happened to him trip asks The merchant argued for three days with Abanax, and at the end of the third day convinced Abanax that he could never beat him in an argument. Once Abanax showed weakness, the merchant somehow convinced him that deities didn't exist. Whoa! And Abanax just blinked out of existence. Dude! That's why I always tell people not to pick a fight they can't at least bring to a standstill. That's such clever fucking lore. That's great. I fucking love that. They argue so much, they argued a fucking god out of existence. The, and that's why they love arguing so much. It has so much power to their people. That's fucking Damn. incredible. Before Trip can respond to her interference, she asks if there's any way she can help. Typical Galora, Tripp thinks. Just as she's about to outstay her welcome, she totally redeems herself. <laughs> he puts her to work just as Shran arrives. Trip tells Archer over the comms that they have enough gas in the tank for a burst of impulse speed, but explains the field will need constant monitoring and manual purging, and that he and two others will have to get into the reactor housing to do it. Galora and Shran immediately volunteer. The bridge is quiet. This could mean their deaths. But, you know, probably not. I don't want to write any more new characters in. <laughs> Honesty. Honesty. <laughs> Flox is called down to engineering to be prepared to treat the three for radiation sickness, and Archer tells Tripp to go ahead. At first, Tripp and Galora seem to be able to handle the quick calculations, with Shran providing much-needed muscle. But as the ship goes to impulse and clears the stellar matter mound, Romulan's ship's still attached. Trip, Galora, and Shran are engulfed in a flash and vanish. What?! On the bridge, Archer demands an update, but after Flocks and the rest of the engineering crew are able to decontaminate the room and open the reactor housing, he realizes that Trip, Shran, and Galora have all been vaporized. No, you said probably not. You fuck. You lied. Title: Standstill. Trip wakes with a start, hitting I his head. I he thought was dead. <laughs> hitting his head on the top of the reactor housing, his howl of pain rousing Shran and Galora Keep it down, Tucker, Shran sneers. Some of us are trying to sleep He realizes what he's saying. Wait, why are you in my quarters? (laughs) For the head of tactical, you're not very observant are you? Got a glowing warp core in your quarters, Shran? Galora laughs. It's (laughs) Commander Shran, the Andorian sneers. I love this already Galora goes on the defensive. It's suck my people, Tripp shouts, <laughs> realizing if he's the one that needs to be the mature one, they're in a lot of trouble. He tries to open the housing, but it refuses to budge. Shrimp admits sheepishly that he set a site to site transport beacon outside the reactor just in case he had to transport away before being irradiated. This dude is fucking. He's a genius! Galora is appalled. You would have left us in here to melt? <laughs> no point in us all dying. Shran can't see the problem with his sensible sense of pre- self-preservation. <laughs> Trip snatches the unit from him and is easily able to extend the range to accommodate the three of them. How, you ask? Uh, shut up. That's how. Nice. Star Trek. We're Fucking doing it. Fucking got him. Fuck me. <laughs> they rematerialize in main in- engineering where Flocks and the other engineering staff are standing motionless. Shran tests this by going up and flicking flocks on the forehead. Trip tells him to stop. Either this is some kind of mime prank, Galora mutters, or something's really wrong with them. <laughs> Trip goes to the engineering console, but the display refuses to respond to his touch. I don't think there's something wrong with them. I think it's us. Uh-oh. There, you see, Trip declares, poking a finger between Phlox's elbow and his body. He's moved at least two millimeters. Shran just glares, so they've slowed down? No, Trip sighs. He moves over to a display in order to explain, and then realizes he can't interact with anything. Uh, warp drives are very complicated, and when you travel faster than the speed of light, the rules of space-time change. If the warp core didn't create warp bubbles based on the Alcabierre principle, this is a real thing. I do my research, boys. Nice. I love it. I love you. (laughs) We would age at a much slower rate than those we leave behind on our respective home Yeah, it makes it relative. Galora shrugs. That makes sense. Shran straightens. Yes, of course it does. He bristles. But why are they slow? They're not, Trip explains. Somewhere when, we, uh, somewhere when we were hit by that flash, we were slightly knocked out of the relative velocity rate that the rest of the crew are experiencing. Mm-hmm. They're not slow. We're much faster. They're traveling f- closer to the speed of light. And if we don't figure it out quickly, we'll die of old age before the end of their year. Galora snorts sarcastically. If you mess with my youthful looks, Tucker, you'll die a lot quicker than that. I love her. Trip explains that in theory, they could recreate the entire warp startup sequence and reverse the acceleration process to bring them back in line. But it's risky without the engineering readouts, and they could easily overshoot and start moving slower than everyone else, which is just a different problem. Nice. In the normal time, on the Romulan Interceptor alongside the Enterprise's hull, Major Javak reports to Admiral Valdor explaining that his team will be planting the bomb as soon as they can use the thrusters to maneuver and create a docking clamp on the ship. They set us up the bomb. <laughs> oh, man, that's a classic. <laughs> that's an old one. They'll blow a hole in the hull so close to the warp core that it'll make the whole ship go up with it. hmm But they'll have to take their time and move the ship slowly to avoid the Enterprise sensors. It'll take approximately 12 hours. Jesus Christ. Everything in Star Trek is like four hours, eight hours, yeah. 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a, a buffer, right? I do love how they're like, we're running out of time. Our ship is going to be destroyed in <laughs> four hours. <laughs> That's a lot of time. Yeah. Enough to think about your death, which I don't like. I'm not a big fan. It seems like although we can't interact with anything, the equipment we had on us when we were dislodged from relative space-time is still working, Galora declares, using her tricorder on Flocks. Shran fires his phaser rifle at the ground nonchalantly to test that. And Tripp tells him off for shooting the floor. This is great. How long has it been? Shouldn't we start shooting our way out? Shran asks. <laughs> Trip the- explains the problem isn't their firepower, it's the surface that'll hit. If they fire phasers at a wall, the more- moment the wall absorbs the energy, the rate of damage will slow in time with the other crew. Oh, no. If I read a lot, I start yawning. I'm well, sorry. you do Well, you're not breathing. That's why you yeah. yawn. And it's been about six hours, he explains testily. We've got to somehow get to the bridge and find out what's happening. Can we use the site-to-site transporter, Shran asks. Trip gestures to Shran, and he chucks the Andorian device over for to him. Not for another three, maybe four weeks of our time, Trip explains. Jesus. The Andorian device draws power from ambient energy fields and then converts it. Uh, It'll take a long time to draw the slow-moving energy into the device. Luckily, we have time to kill. Commanders, Galora says, was that door always open? Opening. On the On the far side of Engineering, the entrance to the room is excruciatingly slowly opening. I don't like this. It makes me nervous. Trip sits on the floor. I suggest we get some sleep. We're in for a wait. This is so boring for them. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Another 13 hours later, T'Pol and Archer are entering Engineering to get a status update on what happened to their crewmates. Archer's already through the door, but T'Pol is still partially blocking the entrance. Trip glares at her. Please, break into a run or something. Please! <laughs> I wonder if in some way she can hear us. Galora squints at T'Pol. It'd be too fast for her to even process the words. Sh- Shran steps towards T'Pol and shouts, sub <laughs> In a slow droning tone. <laughs> Knock it off, Trip tells him. You were right, Shran admits, looking over his shoulder. Small sparks have started to form from his previous phaser rifle fire. Nice. Slow power transfer, Trip says. Just remember that before you do anything stupid. <laughs> A shower of phaser blast-induced sparks emanate from the ground in engineering, seemingly out of nowhere, and Phlox raises an eyebrow. Mm. After two hours pass, and finally Trip, Galora, and Tran are able to squeeze past pole and get into the corridor. For someone as skinny as her, she sure takes up a lot of space. What now, Galora asks. Bridge? Shran nods. We need to find out what's happening, and the display on the bridge contains overviews of all critical systems. Tripp agrees. There's more detailed information down here, but I can't access it. I warn you, though, it's going to be a tough journey. Shrand wonders why. They're on E-deck, and the bridge is on A. It's only four floors.
1: hmm
0: Well, it just took us six hours to get through one door. How many more between us and the bridge? Galora asks. Oh, about 20, Tripp explains to their <laughs> crestfallen faces. In real time, Archer and T'Pol enter engineering, both visibly shaken by the deaths of their colleagues. Phlox is already doing scans and confirms the warp bubble engulfed them instantly and that they've been, they have been—they would have felt no pain. The captain asks if there's any way they could be alive, but Phlox shakes his head. The evidence is clear. There have been a few things I can't explain. Random sparking, faint scans showing traces of the three patterns of our deceased comrades around the room from after they died. Mm. Phlox meant it as a curiosity, but Archer grabs onto it. Could it mean there's even a slim chance they're still alive? A clearly shocked Paul states that warp bubble accidents can cause afterimages and odd effects, and that they shouldn't pin their hopes on something statistically impossible. Oh, so every time somebody got warp bubbled, they've been alive, but they've been trapped? Oh my god. Holy shit. That's fucking horrifying. Uh, she excuses herself and leaves the room. I mean, maybe. It depends on whether they were right- they were inside the warp core or not at the time. Yeah, they could've actually been vaporized, I guess. Yeah. Hours later, but three weeks later... <laughs> Does he have a beard? Please have a beard. <laughs> for Tripp, Shran, and Galora, they climb a technical corridor and enter a junction between two Jeffrey's tubes. Galora groans at another door. I can't do this anymore, Tucker. I can't wrench open another door over three days. This is how it is, Galora. Galora. We transfer the power slowly, and the effect takes hold slowly. There's no way around it, Tripp explains. A thick beard already yes. gracing his chin. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Looks like another week before a site to site is usable again, Shran confirms. Tripp thinks that they should save it anyway, just in case there's an emergency. And as Shran puts the transporter in his pocket, Galora eyes something else. She asks Shran what he is wearing we use them on Andorian ships his hand hovers to it protectively I know there's no use for it now but I like wearing it as a reminder it's a comm badge Galora asks to take a look at it and after Shran passes over it she cracks it open nonchalantly Nice. (laughs) Shran protests but Galora ignores him pressing the button to emit a small comms burst she tweaks it so that the tone is elongated and droning after a few seconds the door begins to very slowly open How? asks Tripp We're too fast for people to process us, but we can change the comms output to be more in line with what the comms panel might recognize as an opening command. Galora smirks. Plus, I'm a genius. I love this character so much. (laughs) Me too. The three move through the tunnel, their way to the bridge expedited. Major Javok plants the bomb on the side of the Enterprise's hull and returns to the airlock of the Interceptor. The bomb is set to blow the moment Enterprise goes to warp. He gives the order to covertly disembark. Quick enough to escape the blast, but not so quick we can't watch it burn, he says, No, scares. that's fucking meta. <laughs> Archer and Phlox are in Archer's office, and Phlox has given his report to the captain. The three crew died as a result of the accident. Archer is furious at the pointlessness of it. Losing three crew is the result of a wrong turn into a nebula. Phlox suggests they should start the plan memorial service, but Archer explains he needs to let it set for a while. Mayweather calls from the bridge. They're getting weird sensor readings. Archer strides onto the bridge and asks for a report. Travis explains that there's a sensor echo. Something moving away from the ship. Oh, I can't see anything, Travis. It must be the nebula, Archer says. Repairs are nearly finished. We need to get out of here before those ships pay us a visit. uh Uh-oh. Don't like that. T'Pol sits at a table in the mess hall, a cup of green tea in front of her as she stares into it. Hoshi arrives with a meal tray and asks to sit with her. Please, Lieutenant. She eyes the soup on Hoshi's tray. I don't think you cared for Vulcan cuisine. Hoshi says it isn't for her. It's for T'Pol. Chef says you haven't eaten today. And when And when did you get that tea for yourself? About two hours ago, T'Pol admits, before Sick. thanking Hoshi and eating the soup. When Hoshi asks how she is, T'Pol explains that the loss of the crew has affected her. You mean tripped? to Paul's sigh Hoshi continues it's okay to be upset even if, even if you feel the urge to repress it to Paul nods I don't think I'm going to be the best company that's all right me neither I'll just like to sit a while with a friend thank you Luke Hoshi to Paul says mm. Hoshi and to Paul get a call to the bridge and they're ready to depart that's nice A beleaguered Trip, Galora, and Shran arrive on the bridge through the door to Paul and Hoshi entered through, looking tired, disheveled, and annoyed. (laughs) Shran goes straight to Archer and points at his face. I should never have boarded this damn ship, pink skin. (laughs) Trip says that's a sentiment they all share, and Galora has to separate the two men as they almost come to blows. Nice. They're just fucking over it. But over Trip's shoulder, she notices something on the sensor display. Trip, is that another vessel? Trip looks at the screen. The slowdown is letting the, uh, them see the scan results at a much slower rate. And they can clearly pick out between the frames of the static, the Romulan interceptor moving away from the engineering system. Any ideas what we should do? Asks Trip. It was definitely a, sh- a ship, Shran says. Looks like a match for those ships that were following us. Trip moves from station to station, trying to absorb as much information as he can quickly. The escape trajectory looks as if they docked, and if they docked, they might have sabotaged the ship. We need to get down there, figure out what they've done and stop it. God, they How's just like got it? up there. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh my god. Galora confirms that <clears> the <throat> sensor readout shows the reading nestled up to the engineering the readings nestled up to engineering for about a half hour before leaving. Though the bridge officers can't recognize what the sensor patterns mean. It all happened too fast, she explained. Only reason to slink up to the belly of your prey is to gut the prey, Shrine mutters. Yeah, with your cool knife. Could be that they sabotaged us, but if it was me, I'd plant a bomb. And I'd make it look like an accident, triggered to go off when we engage the warp engines. There's a whole, like, sentence missing here. Oh, no. Best. Best. Galora eyes the equipment <laughs> they have between them. The site to site transporter, a phase rifle, a scanner, and she grabs the comm badge from Shran once again and starts to fiddle with it. It emits a low, resonant pulse that drones loudly on the bridge. When Trip and Shran eye her suspiciously, Galora shouts, I've patched a simple repeating phrase into the comm system. Full stop. Hopefully it'll be enough for Hoshi to pick up. She's a genius with that sort of stuff. You two get the engineering. I'm okay here. I sure as hell am not doing that again. <laughs> she realizes her faux pas instantly and adds, If that's okay, sirs. <laughs> Let's go, orders Trip. Looks like they're about to set off. It's just high-pitched squeaking, Mayweather squints to listen. No, it's not, explains Hoshi. There's something in there, but it's been stretched over a long-form wave, like... Too little butter over too much bread to Paul (laughs) offers and everyone stares. (laughs) Tripp's choice for our last movie night was The Lord of the Rings. Yeah! (laughs) What a great choice. That's great. Archer smiles. Can you reformat the signal, Hoshi? It might be those interceptors back on the hunt. Lieutenant explains that she can, but it'd take a few minutes to compress the data stream. Archer orders Travis to prepare to go to warp. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trip and Shran appear in engineering via the site-to-site transporter. I thought you said blindly reversing the process was dangerous, Shran says. That you needed more time to study the accident. You want to try, or you you want the last thing you see to be my face, Trip offers. (laughs) Do it, Shran mutters. Trip explains that while he uses the scanner to initiate the warp accident in the same way, Shran will have to find some way to deal with the bomb. When Shran asks how, Trip orders him to be impulsive. Blow it up. Shran locates the hatch... That's a terrible plan. (laughs) Blow it up. Slowly. Ah, smart plan. (laughs) Shran locates the hatch where the Romulans have laid the bomb, unsure what to do. Suddenly he remembers the patch on the floor where he fired and the delay in the energy transfer. Mm -hmm. He fires his weapon at each of the airlock hatch clamps on full power, then rigs his rifle to self-destruct. Then re-enters engineering. Use your scanner to close that door, Tucker. As Trip complies, the deep boom of the exploding phase rifle is heard on the other side. Tucker asks Shran if he wants to know what the Andorian has done, and Shran shakes his head. <laughs> this is a great little comedy trio yeah. we got going here. This rules. Archer's about to give the order to depart when Hoshi stops him urgently. She patches the message through the comms channel, where the message reads, Full stop. Full stop. We're going to replicate the problem that brought us here, but slow down the reaction and hope it kicks us back into real time. With two of us, it took three of us last time. Welcome to engineering improvisation. Shran <laughs> considers this. You perf- you purposefully waited until my site-to-site transporter had no charge left, didn't yep. you, Shran? <laughs> Trip smirks as he crawls into the warp core housing that's been left open in the investigation. You're getting paranoid. <laughs> Shran follows inside, muttering. Trip uses the scanner to quickly start the warp core and make the swift calculations in slow motion. Shran is impressed. As the bubble expands and flashes throughout the ship, the two of them rematerialize into real time and quickly leave the warp core to the amazement of the other surrounding crew. It's a ghost! <laughs> On the, on the bridge, Galora reappears and tells Archer not to go to warp. They act like they've seen a ghost, yeah. called it. In engineering, each of the airlock hatches blow in sequence, followed by the door being explosively blown into space. It explodes at a safe distance, but destroying the Romulan Interceptor. Eat dicks. Shran apologizes for the mess. Trip will have to clean it up, but Trip just laughs and passes him on the shoulder. It's late in the mess hall, and Galora sits drinking a large bottle of ale. She's a dwarf! Trip walks in, and though every table is empty at this time in the morning, he orders a cup of coffee and sits next to her. Knew you couldn't keep away from me, Tucker, Galora winks at him. Oh, yeah. He's unsure, but then laughs at her joke. Can't sleep? Nah, I lay down, and the room feels like it's moving. Galora shakes her head. Well, technically, while we're acclimatizing your cellular state, trip begins, but Galora stares at him and he hushes up. <laughs> Shran walks in, clearly happy to be normal again. He slams his rifle and pack of field rations on their table and open ones up. At their puzzled looks, he tells them he's not getting caught without food again. <laughs> we were completely chronologically displaced, Shran. We didn't have need for food, Galora laughs. We'll tell that to my stomach, Shran grins, tucking into a ration bar. You know... There isn't many people in the there aren't many people in the universe I could spend months with and not kill, though it came close at times. <laughs> Closer than you think, Commander. Trip raises his cup and they all cheers to not killing each other. Oh, just like the Federation. Trip enters his quarters to find Tapole meditating on the floor, quiet and still. He waves a hand in front of her face and she opens one eye, giving him a quizzical eyebrow. What are you doing? He lies on their bed and closes his eyes, just making sure he falls instantly asleep. <laughs> the end. That's awesome. That is absolutely fucking amazing. That was the best one ever. That was my favorite. It's like a, it's like a comedy episode, but it still had like a great sci-fi story to it. it I was, loved it. It was very TNG. And I love. Yes, I yes, love it was. that. It he was, was put- very like. Opposites banding together against yeah. a common foe, a common problem, which I I'm a, always a fan of. Yeah, and the whole symbolism with them being the the three races, and you know like how they each do their thing, like how they would do, right? Like yeah, it's, it's really absolutely cool. absolutely fucking wonderful, Rich. It's, I it's so good. I'm so impressed. He he wants me to do the Josh Wizard again. Okay, you <coughs> ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. <coughs> Ah, the crystal orb grows dim, remember this, the wizard bit, (laughs) and the mists of time doth enter my nooks and crannies. Be thee warned, Trek boys, mayhap, there be more tales soon. Back to the green and verdant fields of Romulus we return next juncture. If thee be good, and even if thee be not good, farewell, fair travels, and good adventuring. Oh, jeez. That was really R- good again. Richmas of the word magic. Wondering why he did this as a wizard at all, but with no regrets. Nice. No raggrats. <laughs> Thank you. Goddamn. Our program does not deserve I Richmasters know. writing into it with this stuff. I don't deserve to hear it or see it. It's so good. It is so much better than anything Star Trek we've gotten in so, so long. It's it, yeah. It's bittersweet to l- read these amazing stories and then know that Star Trek won't be this good again, at least for a while. I feel like Rich has been watching some Lower Decks because there's a little bit of Lower Decks in there, and that in a good oh, way. In a see, good I way. Haven't, I haven't watched Lower Decks, but I've heard nothing but good things about. You it. should you should watch it. It's really good. I will. Uh, that is definitely on my to do list in a real way, and not in a way that I just tell people. <laughs> That's a different to-do list. Yeah. I tell people, like, oh, yeah, it's on my to-do list or whatever. But that's, like, my, after I'm done with my real to-do list, I'll get into this I call it my to-screw-you list. (laughs) Fuck you. God, my throat hurts. Yeah, from doing that wizard. Yeah, that wizard is rough. (laughs) It's a rough and tough voice. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I haven't done it in a long time. That's the end of M-Class email, man. I would like to thank everybody who wrote in, especially Rich Masters, the master of storytelling. The Rich Masters of storytelling. The he's, He makes them masters pieces, and we love them. <laughs> it makes us masters bait when oh, we think God. about them. yes. I'm sure he never heard that one before in I'm his sure life. I'm sure that's the first time. <laughs> Dick Masters? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't want to laugh at that. It's such a great name, but like Rich it's Like was, a villain. Like a Rich was villain. very smart to go with Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that one either. Yeah, right. No, Rich, you're a fucking blessing to this show and we love you. I love you, Rich. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody else who wrote in who are also blessings on this show. We love you too. I love you guys. Uh, For those who wrote in multiple emails, from now on, what I'm going to do, if we have multiple emails from the same people, I'm just going to read the newest one. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Like, if you don't want us to read the ones you sent this time, next time, just send more. I'm just going to read the newest ones. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Josh for being my best pal. Hey, no problem. And... uh. Everybody follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast and shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. Go to the Patreon and donate uh, do patron stuff. A little as a dollar, you get Discord. <laughs> yes. You get behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of all the art that I make for the show. You get access to a Discord full of cool folks. You Give us more money. You get more podcasts. You get commentary tracks. You get it all, baby. Let us fuck some gold! Good oh, job. my throat. That was so good. Jesus. Will I keep this bit up if it ever comes up again? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back in one week with more M Class goodness. So bye bye. Bye. It's been a long week since the last email.
1: It's been a long
0: time since that last rich master's tale. Pitch it or ditches from Boston, John. I need to catch my fix.
1: Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice, and Josh talking about dicks on M class email. I swear there's never I a right past, past in past past email. It's always, past past always past been singular, that's m email. Don't, Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail. fail. It's m if them pass and pass email, track boys, where you find this.